coexist and live with the purest holiness of our God. Think about the, the water and the oil. Now, one of the things that I've not, not known for, for very long is the fact that during his own life and time, Moses was actually living out the role of a priest. He was, he was living out the role of an image of God, an image bearer of God and of a priest. He's also living out the role of a, of a king. As he shined God's image before the rest of the people who God wanted relationship with as well. And I, I love I love how we see this in the, in the way that Moses' Moses's face glows because it entered and kept this holy space between God and himself up on the mountain there. And, and then he comes down and he shares and he reflects the words of God with the rest of the people too. But what happens, do you notice, when he discovers that while he was there up on the mountain, what happens when he discovers that the rest of the people had decided to melt down all their gold and to make an image of a calf for them to worship as an idol of their God instead? What happens? Well, we get this. What happens now in Exodus 32 is that after God had said, now I'm going to destroy all these people who have sinned. The ones who God had rescued out of Egypt to be the bearers of his image in the world. Did you know that Moses now actually stands in the gap for them and he offers up his life instead? He says, blot me out of your book, God, if, if you don't forgive these people. In verse 30 to 32, verses 30 to 32, it goes like this, where I read. The next day Moses told the people, you committed a great sin. And now I'll go up to the Lord and perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. Moses is acting as the priest. And so Moses returned to the Lord and said, Please, Lord, this people have committed a great sin by making a God of gold for themselves. Now, if you will, forgive their sin. But if not, block me out, blot me out of your book which you have written. Lord, forgive our sin as well. And then as I read in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 9, I read that after this, Moses once again fell prostrate before the Lord. That means lying down on the floor before the Lord for 40 days and 40 nights again. And he ate no bread and drank no water once again because of all the people's sin. And it says then that he took the calf that they had made and that he burned it in the fire and that he crushed it and he ground it into powder until it was as fine as dust. And then he threw the dust from the idol into a stream, which then flowed down the mountain and away. That is what Moses did. Now, what I love about this scene is the way in which it shows Moses acting like a priest. Acting like the leader 
acting like the image of God who we're supposed to be. And we see this not just in his face and the way that it glows, but even more, I think, we see it in the way that he offers up his life in place of the many people who had sinned. And we see it in the way that just like a parent might do for a child, we see it in the way that he takes responsibility for the people's sin upon himself. Not his own sin, but the people's sin. He takes that responsibility upon himself. Did you notice when he says to all the people, you committed a great sin. And so now I will go up to the Lord. And then he says, perhaps, maybe, maybe I can make atonement for your sin. And then finally, in addition to not eating or drinking for the second time for another 40 long days and nights, he then takes their golden calf And he grinds it up as well. I don't know how you grind up a piece of massive piece of gold, but he did it. A lot of work. If you're a Christian, if you're a follower of Jesus, then you don't have to look hard, do you, to notice that there are many, many foreshadowings here of Jesus. Many ways that we can see reflections of Jesus in these words. And while Moses did offer up his life, unlike Jesus, Moses did not actually have to follow through. However, even if he did, Moses was not the pure, holy, unblemished life lamb that was needed to bridge the gap that exists between us and God, because of all of the world's sin. So God's plan has always been that Jesus, who is God himself, would make a way by, by the offering of his perfect life. Would, would make a way to bring us back into relationship with himself. And so doing the plan, God's plan was to restore us to become the kinds of people who God has made us all to be. People that shine for God, who shine God's light into the world. Yet in the life of Moses, there's still a very important lesson for us to hear. A very important reminder for us to see. And that lesson, that reminder is that Even despite our own fallenness and sin, we are still called and invited by God through Jesus to exist in that holy space. We are still called and invited by God to exist in that holy space of relationship with God and to maintain that holy space so that we will shine God's image out. And so that we will even rule and reflect God's love and God's justice and God's ways to whoever and in whatever contexts we will be in. That's why we pray for you kids as you go to school. It's why we pray for you teachers and the rest of us here as we all go back to work. So that we will maintain that holy space and reflect it out into the world. 
This all thanks to Jesus, who in his life is the great high priest, has finally shown and revealed to us all exactly what it looks like, exactly what it means to be these bearers of God's image that we are, to be the royal priesthood that we are. And then as our great high priest, Jesus did not just take a new lamb or goat each day to be, to be offered on our behalf, but instead once and for all and freely. What does Jesus do? He offers up himself so that all who come to him can be set free from sin and, and can be set free from the unhelpful idols that we make ourselves. The idols that we have formed in our lives and that we honor instead. Jesus, the great high priest, and Jesus is the great king of kings who shows us what it means to rule and reflect God's ways. Ways like putting other people first before ourselves. Um... Ways like showing grace and showing love. Just like Moses even, interceding for our city and for our neighbors. Maybe for people who have hurt us. Um, for people who are living a life of sin. Interceding for people who are going through hard stuff, hard times. Can I pray for you? You might ask. To the person down the street, to your neighbor, or to your friend. Acting like a priest. I was thinking, what are some examples of people acting like a priest? And, and I just happened to glance on Facebook and I was reminded of, of the woman Shilpa, who, whose video I showed like months ago here up on the screen, Diamonds in the Rough. Some of you know who I'm talking about. And she, as a psychologist, has given up her paid employment as a psychologist and investing in young women who are going through hard stuff, addiction, abuse, all these types of things. And she, for me, I see, is acting like a priest because she's not only bearing God's image out to them, but she's reminding them that they are made in God's image too. So this morning, as I close, I want to challenge us today to return to Jesus, first of all, to put Jesus again at the center of who we are and why we're here. And I want to challenge us to return to and to, and to maintain the holy space. Whoops, going the wrong way. To maintain the holy space between us and God. So what does that look like? You know, that space that has been given to us by God as a gift. Making time during our weeks to go deeply into God's word and spend time with him. You know, time like that, then, then it begins to shape us and to form us. Maybe we come out of that time with specific pictures and words of, of knowledge that God has given us. Words of encouragement and, and knowledge and blessing for others too. During that time, we might intercede and pray for the people and the issues of our city and of our world. 
taking responsibility for the sins of others too. And finally is the additional outflow of that time, maintaining holy space with God. Let's look for ways to shine out God's character, to shine out God's justice and awesome love and grace before others too. Just as as Moses did as well, and Jesus shows even more. That's the challenge I want to leave with you today. And I want to finish by reading from two, I want to finish in in prayer, and as as I do, I want to read to you from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, where I read, Therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. Can we be very bold? Can we be very bold here today and this week? Since we have this hope, we are very bold. We're not like Moses, in fact. After all, he put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away as the light dulled. I'm going to skip to verse 16. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate, it means think about the Lord's glory. We all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. Later it says, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of God's glory displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. We may be hard-pressed on every side, not crushed, perplexed, but not in despair, persecuted, but not abandoned, struck down, but not destroyed. We always carry around in our bodies the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed through us in our body. Lord Jesus, you've shown us the way. You've made for us the way to come back to you, to come back to the Father, to come back to God. You invited us into the holy space, the holiest of holies. And Lord, in this moment right now, We turn back to you. We lay down the idols that we have made. Grind them up to dust for us, Lord, and wash them all away, that we might be a pure and holy priesthood, bearers of your image today and in our lives this week, this year. We pray in Jesus' holy name. We pray. Amen. Um, Let's think together about what might it look like to bear God's image in the places where we work and play this week. Hey, what might that look like for us this week? God bless you. God anoint you for the task. Amen.